All right. So on this lovely Christmas night, <laughs> um, you guys have the fortune, and I have the fortune, of having a lovely guest in my presence, one of my best friends, uh, Elise Kachan. She's here from Austin, Texas, and she's taking time out of her short trip to drink some wine with me and chat about all of the things. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I told her we were going to giggle and laugh, so it's fine. Um, all right, so I'm going to start off with this because this has been a question like I've really been interested in asking people that I've had the opportunity to interact with, um, and I put on my Instagram story yesterday, and you replied, but if you could describe your personal 2020 experience, your endeavors, whatever, how, like, one word, one sentence, one phrase, like, how would you... How would you? I don't even remember what I sent you. I don't either. But I think my word would be memorable. Okay. I like that. Yeah. It was supposed to be this really exciting, um, completely new experience, which it was. It was just under different circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I moved the first or second week of January and was only in Austin for a few months. And then COVID happened right before my birthday in March. And... I think despite the situation, I was able to make light of it, and I was super blessed to be able to spend my time um, in the back house with a family that my parents were friends with. Shout out to Bickler Road Household, Rebecca, John, Jack, and Sam. Plus, <laughs> shout out. Shout out with their dog, Casey, and cat, Mr. B. Yeah. Oh, I'm Beautiful famous. house. Beautiful I'm, house. I'm famous now. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> cheers, cheers to cheers, that. baby. <laughs> No, I got to spend a lot of time with them. So the time was spent very internal, I feel like. It was internal validation at every turn of learning more about myself and how I was going to approach this new, quote, life, right? Life that we've all had to adapt to. Yeah, I mean, and not only a life that I'm isolated, but that I'm in a city that I've never been to. I actually, I visited twice, but I didn't have friends like that I knew before I came or any family that was down there. And I will say the family that I lived with for 11 months definitely (laughs) became like family. Right. But I spent every opportunity saying yes. And that was memorable in itself because I definitely try to proceed with caution right? <laughs> yeah on a normal basis but stepped um, out of your comfort zone hell yeah so yeah. it felt very um unique it felt very green yeah. you know what I mean yeah, just yeah. like I'm a baby and right. I don't know how to do any of this shit right 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 we're gonna so, figure it out yeah as we go I think that's a cool thing because I 2020 was obviously The crazy thing is, like, I mean, it affected, it wasn't just a state, it wasn't just our country, it was, like, a a worldwide worldwide pandemic, pandemic. worldwide, like, that's, that scale is, you know, unfathomable, when has anything in our lifetime really affected, you know what I'm saying, all of us at the same time like that, Um, but it, it seems so big and so small at the same time, because we're all going through it. But, like, we still have our own lives and our own way to deal with it. And so that feels small. It feels isolating. Literally the word. Isolation. Yes. You feel like your whole mental state is reliant on you and your pod. Yeah. And therefore, 
you, you see it on a world level, but you don't actually experience it on a world level. You experience it in the 500 square feet of your apartment yes. versus, you know, seeing everybody suffering right. outside of social media. Dude, you're experiencing it in the four corners of your own brain. Like, you know what I'm saying? That That's the small magnitude that it boils down to because it's happening on such a grand scale. And it's like, oh, you see a lot and, it, and it's heavy and whatever's going on is heavy. But, like, it messes with you in ways that you probably didn't even realize, you know? Yeah. Imagine, um, I just, so my word that I've thought of um, for 2020 has been, like, transformational, I think, with how I would be, like, how I would describe my year. Um, and I guess that can be, you know, good and a bad thing. But, like, I just think about how I've approached it and how I, you know, have pretty good odds in my favor. You know, like I'll have my trials and tribulations, but like I'm living in a first world country and I'm not homeless and you know, I have food on my table and I have, you know, clothes on my back and I have people in my corner, you know? So like all in all, I have a pretty good, um, I guess setup. setup. Yeah. In life. And, but it was still really difficult sometimes to like pull yourself out of a mental rut so I can't imagine. And then you put that on a grand scale of what everyone was going through. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. But it's just crazy because I just think about, okay, so I live in an apartment complex, right? Um, and you just think about what goes on just in this complex. Like, just in this small little complex. There's probably, what, 500 residents, maybe 300 residents. And everyone's life is so vastly different. Like, drastically different there is a word for that when you start to realize and recognize that every single human you encounter has an entire life that you are completely unaware of it's like it's completely mind-blowing to think that the world is so big Mm -hmm. and every single person you see has a story has a family is everybody is somebody's somebody yes and you never know when you see them I sometimes I swear, and I don't mean to interrupt, but no, please. it's like I would be driving and I'd see someone yelling on the phone. And I just thought to myself, who are you yelling at? Mm-hmm. And what's going on in your life to the point that you are so unhappy while you're driving and you're at a stoplight? Right. And, I, and then I see people who cry. And you just pay attention to the people next to you at a stoplight and you will be mind blown to think about the vast depth discrepancies like, yes and then yeah. just their life and right. you can look alike you can look different you can be alike or you can be different right. yet their experience literally every single thing that they've been through in their life every single person they've encountered shapes who they are sitting next to you in a traffic light ah! okay let alone meeting somebody somewhere let alone meeting someone somewhere right so just someone that you're not even encountering but someone that you just are seeing right and you think of it that way so one of the ways that I have um, been able to become a happier version of myself in this world as like a functioning adult is discovering empathy. Because I actually remember you sent me a birthday text. Uh, was it last year? And it was, or maybe two years ago. It was the one I saved in my notes because it was a long, like awesome, tear-jerking birthday text. And you said something about like, you are empathetic. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like I never associated myself with empathy up until probably 
a year ago. I literally thought I lacked it. I was like, I'm the opposite of an empath. Like I, I'm apathetic. I'm apathetic. I was like, I sometimes, and this is really bad, but like sometimes didn't feel bad for doing something that I know hurts. Mm. Okay, maybe not. But you know what I'm saying? There's just certain times where I'm just like, I'm not as, um, as a, yeah, an emotional empath as I thought I was up until this last year. And one of the things that has helped me put that into perspective is two things. One, sitting outside at nighttime and looking at the sky and looking at the stars and like thinking like we're literally stardust. Like we're small. We're significant but insignificant, you know, like on a grand, how I just said on a grand scale, we, um, there's a lot of us and we all have our, but on such a smaller scale, we have our own emotions, our own problems, our own friends, our family, our story, our, our story, point blank, our own story. And if you encounter someone per se, that is an adult, but they're maybe annoying or they're, um, a narcissist or they're, you know, you name it. It is very easy to get frustrated at that person in the moment. It is very easy to write that person off. It is very easy to dismiss them. Dismiss them because you're like, why are you know you're this way? You, you it is very easy to look at it on a one dimensional level and look at that person for who they are standing in front of you. When you are able to realize that the person standing in front of you once was an infant, a blank slate coming into this world, and every interaction, every person they've met, every situation they've been through, up until that point, until they are standing in front of you. Shaped. Shaped and molded. And it, that is why they, I mean, holy, you know what I'm saying? Holy shit. Like what we go through, we just talked about. We don't even know sometimes we are the way we are because of trauma, because of whatever we've experienced. And you have this person in front of you who's the result of that, who's the result of that. And you decide to get angry at them or upset or agitated with them because of that. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're getting upset at something. You, you just can't like you literally can't. You have to take that person with a grain of salt. I would agree with that. I would say that. I have a few points on that one. Okay. So I wanna, to a certain wanna, extent. I'm yeah, not, certain, I'm not so, excusing assholes and narcissists and like shitty people. That's I guess, that Yeah. So I guess what I'm, I'm saying that. is that with those people comes a level of understanding. But remember what we just said? We don't have to accept it. Right. And we don't have to stay. Facts. So we can understand people and we can empathize with them and really feel just personally – I don't know, subjected to their actions towards us. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they said that or that they did that. But then again, you don't know why they said it. You don't know why they did it, but you don't have to tolerate it. You don't have to sit there and be like, okay, go ahead and emotionally abuse me. Go ahead and treat me like shit and call me out like in public. No, like you get, you have the free will to walk away from that shit. And just because you understand does not mean you accept. Nope. And so period on that point. Period on that. Because I think that that's so important is that, yes, we understand, but no, it's not good enough. Right. And I think people have to have the capacity to understand themselves to a level that they can be open to A, constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. and B, growth. Yeah. Because you 
can be that way and you fight nature versus nurture, right? You were born into a certain family and you have the genetics of your parents and you also, from the nurture, you watch those relationships around you and you watch how people interact and you copy. I mean, monkey see, monkey do. Absolutely. It's a literal, timeless concept <laughs> is that children will repeat what their parents do. And for us to sit there and be satisfied with what we were given and just saying that that's enough and that's who we are, that's when you do a disservice to yourself because you say like my growth stops here Mm -hmm. and who I am, my identity stops here. Mm -hmm. But guess what? You don't have to have the same political affiliation as your parents, even though that's the biggest influence on a, on a teenager's political decision is their parents and what they were raised as. You don't have, you don't have to be a parent if you don't want to, you don't have to be a stay at home mom and you don't have to work if you can do that. I mean, you just have to break away from what is expected of you and what you were taught to be able to fully experience the growth that's out there for each person. Yes. And that growth will happen based on your experiences and your life choices and all those things, but they're yours mm-hmm. and they continue to shape you to be who you are right. and who's in front of you at the stoplight. Right. At the, like, so- at yeah. the stoplight. Like, right. dude, it's serious stuff. Like just look over. It's I red know. light. Just Peek, take a peek. I know. Like, <laughs> take a peek by the person next to you. And smile They're and wave. Texting. Yeah, exactly. Just smile and wave. You make yeah. eye contact. One guy, like I swear, I was playing a song and he rolled down his window and like started jamming next yes. to me. And I was like, yes, like I I, I dig this. It's I like so it. pure. Yeah. Because I will walk past people and I got pissed about this like a few weeks ago, um, especially in this apartment complex. And I'll walk past people every single day, right? And... I don't know if they're scared of me. I don't look scary, but they look down. They pull their phone out and look down at their phone. It's as a we're comfort passing. zone, dude. Comfort, no, so comfortable. I'm like, hey, you're 23 years old. Like, make eye contact. Smile. Say, hey, how are you doing? And that's oh. all it takes. I'm not trying to say to have a conversation with you. And if that happens, which has happened, that's cool, too. I'm just saying hi. I'm just saying hi. I'm acknowledging your presence. Igno- that's all it is. Acknowledge my presence. Acknowledge your surroundings. Acknowledge your surroundings. Why are you, why, why do you want to be so consumed in this little rectangle? Because it's safe. It is safe. But like, that's where people are scary. You can't grow, you can't grow up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I can't classify you as an adult if we're walking in a hall and it's a long hallway, right? Like sometimes awkward silence is weird. Sometimes I wish there was music playing in the apartment, but whatever. But it's just like, talk like ease your way through it instead of going to your comfort zone yeah you know what I'm saying I have to add a disclaimer to this is that I'm a very social person Mm -hmm. I absolutely I shut up oh my god (laughs) I absolutely smile and wave at people in the grocery store that I've literally never seen before yeah and I make friends with the butcher at the grocery store like it's just who I am but I also have a lot of friends that suffer from anxiety and depression and I recognize that situations like that actually take mental energy that they do not have and so I try to recognize that if someone's not looking at me then they don't want me to acknowledge their presence and I I think that it's like a level of respect to say okay I'm open and you are not like at in this moment in time you don't want to interact with me and that's okay because you might not have the mental energy to think about the things that go through your mind like do I smile do I say hi do I talk to them do I ask their name do I say do you live here or do I just shut up and keep my head down right like some people that I truly know and love do think like that and that's such a exhausting task to to smile and to like be present with somebody else and so 
I will always remember I was in Japan and in France and I was on a subway in France and I was walking down the street in Japan and I smiled and I don't speak French and I don't speak Japanese, but both the people that I smiled at smiled back and I wrote it down that day. I said, a smile is a universal language. Everyone recognizes body language and you have to remember that, you know, how you present yourself is so important to be genuine about it. Because people will pick up on that shit. They will. They really will get that, like, you don't want to be here right now. Right. So I'm not going to force you to talk to me. Right. Like, but and also... Some people don't. <laughs> some people don't. Do some people like, don't pick it up. Some yeah, people really they don't. don't pick it up. I'm like, hey, bro. <laughs> and, that, and that's when your ex- extrovert and outspoken personality can win something for you. Because you can be like, hey, I really appreciate you trying to socialize with me right now. But I'm not here for it. Or like, or I'm just, I'm going through something on my own and I'm not physically or mentally present in this moment. Like, I'm sorry. Please excuse me. For sure. But it's also like in that moment, your emotions are on a 10. (laughs) No, but I get that. Like, and I appreciate you bringing up that perspective because that was naive for me to think that everyone is just okay with, you know, waving and smiling because I'm okay with it, you know? So I get that. Because there are days or I'm, maybe I'm having a bad day or I just got off a phone call that I didn't want to have or, you know, and yeah. I see someone because I've done that. I've literally, d- <laughs> okay, so I remember, <laughs> and this, I wasn't having a bad day, but I remember one, um, it was a few weeks ago and I was driving home and I was on Central Ave and there was a person trying to cross the street and I literally still get upset about this. I'm the type of person I let everyone go. Like, go. You know what I'm oh, saying? No. Go, pedestrian. Because <laughs> you know sometimes it's instinctual. It's quick. Mm-hmm. So instead of letting this person go, I sped up to like, as he's running across the crosswalk, I, no, I didn't hit him. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> I sped up so he would go behind me. And I literally palmed my forehead. I'm like, that, that's not who I am. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I hope that person doesn't have a bad impression of me, even though they don't know who I am. They don't care. But there's things like that. But it's so, like, situational. It's so temperamental. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. The mood, there, the vibe. Yes. Because there are times where I'm super social, and I'll talk to the, you know, cashier that's cashing me out, and I'll have a great conversation. There are some times where I want to keep one headphone in, and I'm not in a good mood, and I don't feel like talking. So, like... It's a spectrum, man. It is a spectrum. Life and emotions are all on a spectrum and we're constantly shifting. I think it's, and I think that's such an important part about identifying where you're at mm-hmm. and like being present with yourself and saying, and saying, you know, today's not my day. Yeah. And like, I'm going to do what I can to make it work because I got to do it. And it's like my day. Mm-hmm. And then some days you wake up and you're like, Fuck yeah, it's a Friday. I'm going to wash my hair and shave my legs. And you best believe I'm wearing my clean scrubs today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my scrubs are always clean. That's a disclaimer. Um, Sorry. No. <laughs> I just think that being aware of your mental state is so is so beneficial to you and everyone around you. Yes. Because you can then ask for what you need yes. or state what you don't. And... I was thinking about this the other day, and I if you have a thought, please interject now because it's a story, so go ahead. Okay, so real quick, and I'll make it quick. Um, I feel your energy. I know. I feel I it. really want to say something because yes. I was talking to my dad about it yesterday, um, how I was just in quarantine, and the first few days were really rough, and I, like, I was in a rut, like not myself. Mentality was slipping. It was like getting dark real quick, and then I was able to pick myself up. Point being, 
it is very human and very valid to have those ups and downs, like to be very low. It's never linear. No, it's, it's never linear. So that's very valid. But the most important thing is, like you said, being able to recognize that because that's what separates you from being able to grow. If you just let yourself sulk and stay in that state, and you know swallow yourself whole you're never gonna leave so to be able to recognize even if it's a month or a few weeks or whatever or a day but to recognize and be like this isn't me like what do I gotta do to jump out and to you know improve then I think that's important and I've deal with that and I think everyone deals with it okay sorry story time no I actually just realized I forgot the story oh Oh, but I was trying to think about it like you know how you can like trace it back yeah yeah, yeah. you're talking about nope I think it's gone. Okay. But it's really It'll fine. come back. It'll come back. It'll sure. Come back, yeah. Absolutely. We're drinking, um, what are we drinking? Apothic Dark. Apothic Dark. Red Blend. It's from California. 2017, baby. Shout out Cali, baby. Shout out to Red Wine with my girl. She's also a red wine drinker. That's why we get along well. Also a tequila drink. Also a tequila <laughs> Also a tequila <laughs> drink. I can't. Listen, if anybody <laughs> is down to drink some tequila with me, it is Elise Kachan. We will slug some shots. Like, there's no tomorrow. I wish the ABC store was open today, but it's We not. have such a good time together. We do. We have such a good time. <laughs> Rhea and I have been long-distance friends for a really long time. Long-distance friends. We are. We I have. Know. It's like a relationship. It's so cute. Um, And we became friends, if you want to tell the story. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> it had to. Um, no, I know. So, you were... Sophomore, as a sophomore, you were a sophomore in high school, and I was a junior in high school. She was smart, so she was in this, you know, the higher classes, and we were in chemistry. And she walked past me one day, and I was like, "Dang, you got a big butt for a white girl." (laughs) And I don't remember your reaction. Did you look like? Were you confused? Were you like caught off guard? I was just like, "Thanks." Yeah, you're probably like, "Mm, "All right, she hit it on me. Like, what's going on?" So that like sparked our friendship, and here we are, like eight, seven, eight, <laughs> yeah, seven years. You do math. Seven eight years? years later. Yeah. <sighs> eight years. But think about this: so we went. So I just got chills. <laughs> Ree and I, we went to college before I did, and she stayed in Charlotte, which was. Mm-hmm. Okay, she stayed in Charlotte, and I was still in Concord, uh, where we went to high school. And the we, only people that are listening are people that know me. <laughs> Facts. You facts. can say where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're from Charlotte. And, or she lives in Charlotte now. Anyways, so she went to Charlotte, UNC Charlotte, and I lived in Concord, and we FaceTimed all the time because it just felt weird, like as if she was supposed to be here, but she wasn't. So we connected then, and we connected whenever we could. And then I went to school in South Carolina my freshman year, mm-hmm. and Oof. then I know, don't talk about it. <laughs> and then I transferred to NC State my sophomore year. And she came and visited me in Raleigh two years, Mm -hmm. and then I studied abroad one year, and then when I moved to Austin, she came and saw me in fucking February. Mm -hmm. Like, this bitch will follow. Like, I love you. (laughs) I know that you follow, but it's like, I just... I will. It's it's one of those things that every city... I love you. Every city that I have gone to, she has come and, like christened it yeah like truly we've christened those cities baby (laughs) you might not be um they know our names but we we really do like we have a good ass time and we we explore it together and i always feel like a little bit more at home after she comes through and it's it's a privilege it's a privilege to have friends like these oh i agree i I agree i love you too because they're far and few between like you know those people 
who switch up best friends every, every week, every yeah, week, I every swear. other year. Yep. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, huh? What? Every best friend, and I don't know if this, this seems like I'm not growing, but it's because they're good people. Every best friend, like best, best friend that I've had since I moved here in third grade, like I've kept. Um, and even if we don't speak every day, even if whatever, like our love goes further than, you know, communication or whatever. Like those are still my homies, like Kayla and Caitlin. I met them in third grade and Jada and like, we're still homies. Um, but then there are people that will switch up every other week. And I'm like, I also think it's important to note though, that people are either there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Or a lifetime. And listen, there is a poem, shout out to my boo, Morgan. She sent it to me. Um, if you want to bring something up, I want to, I want to read it because I feel like it's super important. Yeah, read it. Um, Do you want me to talk while you find yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I don't really have anything to talk about. but And then listen, I'm not dissing you if you guys – I'm completely okay with you switching up your circle if it means that – If you it know, means you're growing. You're Maybe growing. You people. Yes, you're out – yes. You yes. very much outgrow people if you're leaving toxic people. But all I'm saying is you – there's a common denominator in those scenarios to where like same people who jump from relationship to relationship, there's a common denominator. If you are unable to secure healthy and lasting relationships, like maybe it's time to look in the mirror because I you might be the problem. You might be the problem. Like I have a lot of friends and associates, but I had like a solid group of girls that you know and a few guys too that like I can confide in and I think everyone needs that so to hip hop around with like different people every week you need to anchor you, you need, need to feel rooted anchors. like you yeah I guess for me I was talking to my my other really close friend Maddie and shout out Maddie and shout out baby <laughs> um I was talking to her about how I've never had a friend group mm. which is so funny because I have always just I have the energy of like an old lady. Yes. Not not really like yes and no. So I have the I feel ancient and I think that you're an old soul. I'm an old soul and I feel like I have been able to connect with people of all different ages at all different stages of life and therefore it never made sense for me to be like confined to a group of people that were my age in the same stage of life as I am. I agree. And I know you weren't there but for my 21st birthday it was literally people from, like, my CrossFit gym um, who were in their t- late 20s to 30s and then up to the 50s. And then some people that I met at my boyfriend at the time, his um, apartment complex, and then a guy who helped me in chemistry, and then my friends from college, and then my friends from high school. I just have always been – I wouldn't say a wanderer, but I value mm. and appreciate the people that I've met at every stage of my life, and I try to keep them present yes. through talking to them and reaching out to them and always – keeping up with them because I feel like it is really hard to come by really good people. And so I hold on to them. Genuine people. Genuine. And like I think a lot of people are good people. But I am a very – and good is relative. Good is always subjective and it's always relative. Mm -hmm. But I think that I have a like a a vibe check basically. And I always try to like find people that either match my energy or can keep up really Mm -hmm. because I talk really fast and Mm -hmm. I have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always important to find people that value the same things and respect you and are honest with you. And all of those things seem so simple, but really hard to come in spades. Oh, really hard. And so. Especially boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are hard. 
Right, oh, read, I found the poem. Read the poem. So it says, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you will know what to do for each person. When someone is in your life for a reason, it is usually to meet a need that you have expressed. They have come to assist you through a difficulty, to provide you with guidance and support, to aid you physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They may, they may seem like a godsend, and they are. They are there for the reason that you need them to be. Then, without any wrongdoing on your part or at, any, or at an inconvenient time, this person will say or do something to bring the relationship to an end. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they walk away. Sometimes they act up and force you to take a stand. What we must realize is that our need has been met, our desire fulfilled, their work is done. The prayer that you sent up has been answered, and now it's time to move on. Some people come into your life for a season because your turn has come to share, grow, or learn. They bring you an experience of peace or make you laugh. They may teach you something you have never done. They usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it. It's real, but only for a season. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons, things you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, and put what you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas of your life. It is said that love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. And I will happily say that everything that I've learned in our friendship, I have used and been able to apply in all other relationships in my life. I agree. In all other aspects, like aspects of my life. Seriously. Your lifetime bitch, baby. (laughs) We're going to be drinking tequila for a lifetime. No, but it's... It's true, and it's when I mean it seems like such simple categories, reason, season, or lifetime. But I guarantee, if everyone sat down and classified, and classified, you would realize you who you is what. easily. And and that's easily. the thing is that you don't have to be cognitively aware of it. You don't right. have to be sitting there thinking like, "Oh, this person's only here for a season right. or a reason, and that therefore I can't get deep with them." Right. Nah, boo! Like, do your damn thing. Absolutely, do your thing. Be who you are, and show up as who you want to be. And you will get what you need out of that relationship yeah. or what you're looking for. Right. And, and if anybody wants a more broken down version of that, look up Tyler Perry's um, tree analogy. She talks about being a root. Uh, Tyler Perry? It's, it's Medea. Oh. Wasn't that Tyler she. Perry? Yeah, but he said she. Like, Tyler oh, Perry's a dude. Sorry, Medea is a she, right? Yeah, or, yeah. But it's him. He's yes, him. it's yes, definitely okay. him. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Just want to be clear about my pronouns here. <laughs> So it's a he, but she was a she. And so therefore you should look it up. And it has to do with talking about some people are roots, some people are branches, and some people are leaves. Mm-hmm. And at every time you have to identify people as either a leaf, a branch, or a root. Ooh, I and like it's, that. it's always to remember that you don't need as many roots as you need leaves. And leaves change every season, but your roots will always stay the same. Ooh. So baby, find your roots. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> find your roots. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Salud. Your root. You're a root. <laughs> Start telling. I'm gonna go text my people. You're a root. <laughs> you're a branch. You're a tree. No, but I, <laughs> you're, you're a leaf. leaf. You're a leaf. See you later. Yeah, you're a leaf, and it's winter time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's valid. And like you said, you don't have to be cognizant of the fact, like as you're in that relationship no, or yeah. that exchange. Be present. This right. Be present. Um, and also because it's very hard to gain perspective in the moment, but. If I, you know, when you are able to step out of that and you can kind of look back, like, 
okay, let's say 2020, for example, every person, not every, that'd be like a lot of people, but like people that you've encountered or, you know, people that have stuck out to you, I guess, that are notable, noteworthy. Um, I think I could easily put them in a category of reason, season, or lifetime. And here we are at the end of 2020. And that is more noteworthy than anything because you really, you really look around and say, okay, like, who's here for me now? And let me tell you something, going through quarantine humbled, humbled me in the sense of like, yeah, I have a lot of friends. Yeah, I have a lot of people. And it's not like I was vocal about obviously what I was going through at the time, but it's in those isolating moments you really realize who your people are, who your rocks are um, in your toughest times. And I'm not one that's very vocal about what I go through, but like the, the people that are willing to reach out despite me giving them information. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. It just really makes you realize. It's a check. It's just like, ooh, like you I'm too emotionally available for people that don't reciprocate. Oh, ouch. Whole new topic. Whole new topic. Oh, we're like, we're like scratching the record here. Hold on. <laughs> you're, you're, but like, and, uh, I do want to wait. I'm going to add my little tidbit before yeah, I forget it. But that's do. something that reminds me of that is touch points. You yeah. come off. I'm I'm okay, I was just saying you take off your sweatshirt. I guess there's no, I don't wear bras and her sweatshirts. If you do, you're lame. I'm just kidding. Um, I call them touch points. Like, people who bring you back and kind of set your head straight. Mm -hmm. I feel like there has been a lot of change in my life in quarantine. Mm -hmm. In 2020 in general. Yeah. (laughs) Big changes. Like, life-changing changes. And that... Pivotal moments. Like, I never thought it would happen. Right. Kind of things. Like, and I sat there and I had my touch points, Mm -hmm. be it you or Maddie or my sister or the family I was living with or my friends back in college. Like I just feel like when you are feeling the furthest from who you are, you need those people in your life that remind you that no matter who you choose to be, you will always be loved. Yeah. And that if you want a reminder of who you were, you have that. Mm -hmm. But no matter how you show up, you are loved and you are wanted and you are heard. Yeah. And I think that's such a, a valuable piece to always hold on to because I put something that I learned in 2020 was that just because you are alone doesn't mean you are alone. Just because you're alone doesn't, or just wait, lonely or alone? No, just like you're alone. Like I'm in my house. Like right. I moved into a new place in the beginning of December and this is the first time in my entire life that I've lived alone. And cheers to <laughs> hell yeah, Listen, cheers I mean, to living alone and experiencing that. It's beautiful. It's I love it. Mwah. I love it. The only problem is I leave my blinds open sometimes. Oh, I'm I'm the naked neighbor. But I live on the first floor. We can't we can't be doing that. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so, anyways, lucky then. <laughs> Whole point being is that like I moved into this place and I was alone. But I never felt alone. Yeah. Like I knew that if I ever had these like crazy thoughts that I just had to get out there, that I could text you at four in the morning, you might not answer. And I definitely wouldn't be awake at that time anyway. (laughs) But I could text you and be like, dude, do you ever think about the, can we talk about that text I sent you? Where I said, you know what really hurts my heart? (laughs) Wait, I don't remember. Jog my memory. You know, I have awful short term and long term. If you don't believe that girls poop, you should uh, fast forward. Um, (laughs) 
No, I literally texted Bree because we're both. And yes, Elena, you always have to bring up that you're lactose intolerant because it's very aware that it's an issue. Oh, everyone's lactose. Intolerant. Intolerant. But yeah, yeah, everyone's lactose. <laughs> yeah. I just, I use acronyms at this point because I say it so often. Like, I'm just not. So I texted Bree one night and I, she was asleep and, uh, Texas is one hour earlier, so it wasn't that late. And I said, does it ever hurt your heart? And I sent the message, because I do that. I send messages to flow yeah. with the thought process. As the flow. As yeah. <laughs> yes, and I was like, does it ever hurt your heart when you're mid-bite and someone talks about how much dairy they put in this piece that you're eating? <laughs> I remember that. Yes, and I I was like, and then all you can think about is how you're about to suffocate yourself in the shower with your own farts. Yup, under the blanket. Oops. (laughs) And that's just what made me realize that, like, I'm safe here. Yes. (laughs) Living by yourself? (laughs) Living by yourself and texting you about that. Oh, yeah, texting you. Because, bruh, our cookout runs where we'd be eating milkshakes and we'd hot box the car with our... Like a cheeseburger and a milkshake. Like before we even get home, it's like, ooh, roll down the windows. Yeah. But like we the- never knew whose was what because you're both <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if my future husband's listening No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but everyone- Just no. Dairy free. Dairy free. I haven't had a regular milk like cow's milk probably since high school, I don't think. Milkshakes count. Oh I no no. Oh no. So let me I'm saying as far as like the liquid form Oh yeah, of no, milk, me either. I, I try to almond refrain. milk. Yeah. But yeah, there's shakes no and cheese and oh, shit like that. There's brie cheese sitting like, in. You literally said that. I was like, damn, I'd be down for some cheese yeah, right now. We're going to be heating up the brie cheese after this podcast. Um, definitely going to eat that. But <laughs> I forgot where I was going to go with this. Yeah, we're both lactose. Intolerant. Intolerant. <laughs> I just want to say lactose. Damn it. Lactose is an enzyme. Well, we need lactase to break down the lactose. Anyways, not the point of the story. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> anyways, we're drinking red wine. I was gonna say something about something. I wish I remembered my story that I was gonna tell. No, uh, I don't have good memory, but that's I know why I don't have good memory. But in this moment, I don't know why you don't have good memory. I just want to give perspective because I like that because I like to write, and anytime I would write to people, I always like to explain the situation that I'm in. Okay. So. I'm going to explain what I'm looking at right now. Oh, scary. No, beautiful. Okay, I'm sitting in Rihanna's apartment in Uptown Charlotte. Aww. It's beautiful. It's very her. <laughs> um, even with the dying plants. That's a kudos <laughs> to my bag. There's one dying, two dying plants. We're out two, of four. She's two for four. <laughs> two for my dying plant, two for five. Yeah, two for five, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Whole point is I'm looking at this beautiful human sitting in front of me wearing a gray sweatshirt and her curls are popping with her red lipstick and it's a... Cold ass night in Charlotte. Burr. And our red wine is sitting between us on her sofa. Yeah. And clink. We're holding on to some pillows, just <laughs> looking into each other's eyes because, guys, this is real life shit. Rhea and I get deep literally every time we talk. Oh. There is no surface level shit at any level. There's anytime. no surface. We had, she was here for like an hour before I even started the podcast. Because we were like, and we our, can't talk about this. Yeah, we can't talk about this on the air. But our conversations were deeper than what we're delving into right now. Because that's who we are. That's who we are. And Save I, the small talk for the birds, baby. I don't even know how to do that. Oh, how are you? <laughs> And that's the problem. <laughs> that is truly the problem is that people, somebody said, somebody, somebody, <laughs> we're not dropping names here, but somebody said that I only look at the bad things. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me so much because I'm like, do you want me to lie to you and say that, you know, everything was great or 
oh, I'm great or I'm good, even though I'm like, I had a really shitty day. Because why would you ask the question without wanting to know the answer? Because apparently I don't get along with like social normities because at the end of the day, you're an anomaly. It bothers the mess out of me. Like, so long story short of me saying this is that I told my therapist, shout out to Tom. Um, he's 70, 70 years old. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Still he's, pushing. No, dude, he literally does this as like a, just a way to give back. Like he went and got his master's degree after he was in the army and like married his grandkids, like does the whole thing and meets with me on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. So oh. text. Um, you go boy. Yeah. He, I love him. He's great. I mean, not love, but you know, whole point saying I told him, um, <laughs> yo, I just <laughs> blank the fuck out. What were we just talking I about? I knew as soon as you gave me that look, I was like, I knew you just <laughs> forgot. And I'm the wrong one to ask. Oh, sh- okay. oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold My on, short hold on. Shit. Um, oh, I said. They're listening like we know what you were just saying. It's just, frick. I can't even think. He was, we were talking about. Um, oh, how it bothered you that someone said that you won't think about the bad. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Tom, I think I just saved my grades. Your what? My grades. G-R-E-A-T-S. G-R-E-A-T-S. Grades. Like, like better than good. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing great because it was a regular day. And I said, you know what, you, I told him, I was like, you want to know what a great day is? A fucking great day is when I wake up on time and I go crush that workout. And then I eat a good breakfast and I walk my dog and I watch the sunrise. Then I go to work and I'm on the PD side. I work in a, um family practice office and every other week I'm on PD, PD, which is pediatrics. I work with kids Uh and I'm on PD's side. I'm rooming for the doctor. I'm living my best life. I get home at a good time. I walk my dog. I have a bomb ass dinner and I go to bed by nine o'clock. I take a shower, watch maybe a little TV, whatever. I said, that's a great day. And you know how often those happen? They're rare, but I save those greats so that I can celebrate them when they come Mm. because I think that all of a sudden I'm going to be short something like not every day can be great. And I think that I just have been so conditioned this year to adjust my expectations for people and for life and for everything coming at me that I've had to recognize that not everything is going to be equal and not everything is great. Some things fucking suck and some days are just not your days and it's fine. It's just one of those things that, no, I'm not only looking at the bad things. If I was only looking at the bad things, I'd be a lot more pessimistic. pessimistic. You're not pessimistic. You're, you're realistic. I'm That's realistic, but I also can easily see the joy in the day. Like, I yeah. jam out to music on my way to and from work right. with the windows down. Doesn't care. Don't care. I will literally wear my winter coat with the hood up with my windows down blaring music because I, I just need that fresh air. I need that reminder that, like, you're not drowning in fluorescent lights every day. Which I feel like I am. And then I'm alive. And I get to see the beautiful sunset over the city when I get home. It's just, it's it's the little things. And I wish that I could say that my day was great because of the little things. But I think it's because I have such a high expectation for myself and how I live my life that if I don't meet those, that it's like, it was good or it was okay. Right. But hardly ever do I say it was bad. Right. Like, I don't sit there and say that my day sucked. So if you don't actually care about my day, please don't ask. Because I literally, I would never ask people that. I'd never say it in passing. I'm like, hi, like, so good to see you. Where are right. you going? Or what are, what are you up to? I never, I'm like, how are you? Unless I have the mental capacity to handle their answer. Or unless you are genuine about that 
inquiry. Because how right. are you is such a, a loaded, loaded question. Loaded question. Are you sad? Are, are you, you upset? Are you Ooh, depressed? How much time like, do you have? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is I have to have the mental capacity to handle whatever answer they throw at me. So when I came in here and I sat on your couch and I drank your wine, I could sit here and look at you in the eye and be like, "Babe, how are you?" Because I want to hear that, dude. This shit happened and that shit happened, but then I did this and I'm so proud of it. Like. I'm here for the story. Yes. I'm here for your life. Yes. Like, I'm not here for that passive, good, I'm great, or good, like, how are you? Because we don't actually fucking care. Y'all keep walking before you even hear the answer. I'm good. How are you? Right. We don't fucking we don't, care. We make eye contact, and then we're saying, how are you, as we've already passed each other. Exactly. And so that's why when I say hi to people, I'm like, hi, it's so good to see you. Right. Or, hey, I hope you have a great day. You don't have to ask the question. You don't actually give a fuck about the answer to right. And I can't relate to that, but that's because I've never been cognizant of that. But I'm going to challenge myself because tomorrow I have to go grocery shopping and I know I have to hit like probably two or three different stores and I'm going to choose a different path instead of, hey, how are you? I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, hey, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. Hey, I hope your day. Yeah, when I'm at the grocery store and I'm checking out, I'd be like, how much longer do you have? Are yes. You almost off? Right. Like, Usually you know, I do, do make get, small talk. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that you're being, you're acknowledging their presence. You're not just on the phone ignoring them. You're not just like passing through and you're like, hey, what's up? Like, right. Or they're not, or some people ignore them. You're not just the cashier. Like this doesn't have to be just a you're transaction. You're a human yes. with like, a family, with a, a life. You're a, yes. Ugh. You're a like, human. You go home. Yes. And you go home to something or somebody or yep. nobody and you live your life. Yes. It's complete And you've life. been through nothing that I know about and that makes you who you are sitting in front of me. And who am I to ignore your presence just because you're sitting on the other side of the cash register? Like, what? I was a server for a very long time. Um, and when you're in this, I think everyone should be in the service industry. Absolutely. Uh, you need to know what, what it's like. Yes. Whether it's retail, whether it's waiting tables, whether whatever it is, you need to know. Because a lot of people, I don't, okay, so is coof an actual word? Because I use it frequently. I have no idea what that means. So, I heard it a while ago. Um, I don't know if it's, I'm going to look it up. So, as we start a new podcast, I say we, but as we started a new podcast, there is a learning curve, and we definitely talked for like another 30 minutes. So, we'll just save you guys from that and go on with our closing statements. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I think my computer stopped recording, and it missed a lot of content, but. It just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. We talked a lot of shit. Um. <laughs> you want me to go first? You yeah, go you first. go first. I would say from this conversation alone, what I take away is that you deserve to have tens in your life and not looks wise, but value wise and how you value those people is always subjective, but don't lower your standards because you feel like you have to. And always remember that a standard is not an expectation because the more expectations you have, the more disappointed you'll be. But if you continuously hold your people to a high standard, then you will be grateful at the end of the day when you need a touch point. Those people that you can come home to. And you're one of those people for me. So. Facts, mama. Same. Same. I can relate. And um, all I got to say is, touching on that, you put out, what you put out into the world, for the most part, is what you get back. Be a good person. Be a good person to those around you. Be available and accessible to those that are worth your conversation and your open ears and your open mind. 
And uh, I think that'll reciprocate. And if it doesn't, well, I'll be your friend. <laughs> or you can at least be in my podcast. And I finally have a name for the podcast. It's called Rant Not Over because obviously I like to talk. I have friends that like to talk. And um, we're just going to keep talking. And I hope you keep listening. So Rant Not Over, Elise Kachan. Mwah, cheers. One more clink. We've officially, officially, that's a new word. We've officially finished our bottle of wine. And we're going to go eat some cheese, our lactose intolerant asses. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers and Merry Christmas. Oh, my God, it's Christmas. We just spent Christmas together. We are, we are spending Christmas together. Wow, because this is my boo. Cheers, babies. Cheers. Bye. Peace.